Hi, this is Melissa Wood Tepperberg, and this is the Move with Heart podcast. Are you ready? <laughs> Just breathe it all in. I want to talk. I can't lie. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be short, sweet, and very spicy. And we're going to get right into it because apparently some of you think I talk too much. <laughs> Well, this was a real change of events, sitting down with the skinny confidential king and queen of podcasts, Lauren and Michael Bostick. I have had the pleasure of being a guest on their podcast three times now, and it has just been something that like brought so much into my life, and it's such an honor to flip the switch on them and now sit down with them. They give us a lot and share everything from their routines, how they pick their guests. And there's just so many great sound bites of advice. You are just everything. You guys, are we recording? Please oh, don't I don't. Are we recording? Slow. Oh, we're recording. Hello. <laughs> okay, good. Are we good to go? Whatever. Yeah. We're good. Okay, good. Great. Amazing. I mean, it, Lauren and Michael, it's so crazy because I was... As I was preparing this, first of all, you guys were like, the second I felt that I wanted to do it, because it did take a lot of time for me, I just wasn't ready for it, you know? And I do think there's a lot to be said about people believe you should just like jump in and like you figure it out. But I'm like, I am one who really feels called to do things and like following that strong, intuitive feeling is what's always really worked for me. But I remember so clearly when you guys asked me to be on the Skinny Confidential. And I had, I was not into podcasts. I literally was like, wait, what? I followed you, Lauren, but I didn't really know much about podcasts. And being on the Skinny Confidential, I'm like so flattered that you guys have had me on three times as a guest, but it changed so much about my business, it really expanded my reach in a way that I had no, I had no freaking idea. <laughs> like I just had no idea. So it's really because of you guys that I, I thank you because it's, it's just sparked a whole level of interest. Now I'm like a diehard podcaster. Well, I think that you resonated so much with our audience. I, I actually don't even, I mean, sure, like you were on our platform, but not every guest resonates the way you resonated. And I think I was just telling you off air, like the first time you were on the podcast, I was like, she needs a podcast. You just, the <laughs> voice, I love the voice because I work out to the voice <laughs> and, and just the energy and I mean, everything about you, you just, you want to consume more. So a podcast makes total sense for you. So congratulations. Yeah. We don't have every guest on three times. There's a reason that's a testament to you. And I think our audience responded so well to you being so open. And I think that message probably helped so many people when you came on the first time and like obviously subsequently since. Yeah. I mean, like that's all you. I mean, we're happy to provide the platform, but really it's all you. Well, I'm so grateful. Honestly, like to this day, I have people coming up to me and they're like, I found you listening to you on the Skinny Confidential. Like it's crazy. I, I mean, I remember when I will was a guest for the first time. And I was, I, I just like, didn't even know what hit me. It was like everywhere I went, people were saying it. So 
it's been a really wild ride now that I'm here with like you two as my, it's such a different feeling, by the way. <laughs> it's so different. Like, you can relax just, a little bit now. Everything now I know. I'm going to kick we're, back. We're I know. Relax. I know. <laughs> I put a piece of hay between my teeth. I might even lay on the ground and do a side series. <laughs> Yeah, it's always it's weird. It's it's weird being on the other side sometimes. I always th- like, I think obviously you're starting here, and you're, we were talking offline about getting your footing, being on the interview side, and it's weird sometimes for us being the ones being interviewed because we're always interviewing. If that makes sense, it's like a weird. It's, it's a weird feeling. That's how I feel like on the flip side. It's so weird. And I mean, can I share this, Laura? And I remember when I emailed and you were, no, I think it was you, Michael. And you were like, are you sure you want me on too? (laughs) And I was like, no, I need both of you. I'm very flattered that you did, but I'm always, listen, I get it. Like Lauren is the draw, you know, I'm kind of, I'm playing second (laughs) fiddle here. Um, So I just, you know, I never want people to feel pressured. Like they have to interview both of us just because we're on the show together. Like I, you know, just wanted to put that out there. No, I totally get that. But for me, I was like, you guys just, you guys are the, like the freaking king and queen in the podcast space. I, you just have this dynamic that is so intoxicate like you I am obsessed with listening to you too thank you Melissa you know I share it all the time there's such an art to this and I think the fact that you two are married and you're having your second baby congratulations and you're very pregnant so I appreciate your time for being here but how did this start like please bring us back to, I mean, it was six years ago when I was on and you guys had been rolling much longer than than that. I think that, and you know this, that as a creator, you evolve and it's like an onion and you start sharing photos of yourself in your kitchen doing a recipe or maybe you share photos of your outfit and then it starts to become not enough. And what I mean by that mm. is not not that it's not enough like money-wise or success-wise, that it starts to become not, there's not enough intimacy between you and the audience. And so you start to crave more and more intimacy. And I think for me, I was blogging for so long and Instagram and everything. And I was like, how can I really create a more intimate atmosphere w- with our audience? And what we did there was we were like, what's the most intimate thing? And that's being in someone's ear. And so that's Mm -hmm. the podcast kind of came out of me wanting more intimacy. And then also people were were interested in Michael's perspective. He's got a very strong opinion. (laughs) Which I love. And And you're not afraid to share it. He's not afraid to share it. Um, He's very much himself. And I think it also added another layer to the brand. And like also ultimately, and I talk about this all the time, but it's true to save your audience time. So to sit there and watch YouTube, it takes the audience time. This medium, they could be doing your side series while they're, <laughs> and I do this all the time. Like I'll do one of your workouts and listen to a podcast at the same time. Like now I can listen to your podcast while I'm doing a side series, which is incredible. It's oh my. <laughs> it's so efficient for the audience. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think people look at it now, especially with Dear Media and some of the success of the show. And they, I'm sure you get this too, Melissa. They think like, wow, that like happened so fast. But I mean, I yes. remember when we came and interviewed you, like I was carrying a little rolling suitcase and we came to your apartment. And we had, <laughs> you know, a Zoom recorder and 50 wires. And like that we- was the second time. The first time we were in Noah's office. Noah's a Noah's no, I, remember, I know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were in Noah's office. That's right. But especially now, like we're sitting here in the Dear Media office, you see all this and it looks more glamorous, obviously now, but 
I, what I tell all these creators, and you can relate to this, is it definitely did not start from a glamorous perspective. You know, we were on commercial flights. We were carrying all of our equipment around. We were going to people like you and coming into the offices or homes and recording and doing it all ourselves. We didn't have support. We didn't have staff. We didn't have any of that. And I think Lauren and I would just found such a passion for meeting people like yourself in the space and getting to know them and having them share their lives with us and also our listeners. And selfishly, we get the benefit of speaking to people and learning at the same time as our listeners. It's not like we come in and we're these massive experts. You know, we we have these conversations because we're also curious. And so I think for anybody, anything that looks like an overnight success typically or, or usually is not, it's been a long road. Definitely. That's for damn sure. Oh my God. I wish you could see. I am sitting on a meditation cushion on a chair. I have two meditation pillows behind my back, a stack of books on a stool. And the computer is on a hamper. <laughs> it's bad. You know what, though? I I actually, this is so funny because I did your prenatal treadmill series. I'm, am I saying treadmill wrong? Today for, uh, for 13 minutes. And you filmed it, obviously, when you were pregnant, which is years ago. And it's so crazy to see, even through your workouts, how far you've come like the backgrounds the lighting like everything that's that's how you start you start yeah. where you can start and you do what you can do yeah we leave up our first episode on youtube and it is cringy it is hard to go and look at because <laughs> this i mean even just the way that we talk i'm like what are those voices they're like our radio voices i guess so but i think it's important for you know for people what was to, your radio voice i don't i don't even i don't even yes, think i can please. do it anymore just it was do it. like, just it was like hey now well, it was like so like got like really pitchy <laughs> nice. and high and um awkward but i think it's important for people especially aspiring creators or people that are starting any business to see because people look at something at the stage it is now right and they're like oh wow like i'll never catch up but they don't realize it's been almost 500 episodes and six years and plus 10 years of blogging before that and it's like it's not it's not just an overnight thing you got to put in the hours Oh my God, a million percent. I love that you shared that. And I also like, I love that you keep that up. Even for me, like with the old <laughs> workouts, Lauren, like the one you did today. Oh God, that is like, that's in the beginning of it all. I do think it it is important for people to see that because starting even when things aren't so perfect is where it all begins. And that's how you grow. And one day I'll have a podcast booth or something and look back on the pictures that just had my assistant take of me and just, you have to share that shit. It's the real stuff behind it all. So how did you, I mean, you guys have been together for a really long time. How old were you when you started dating? And then I think you said you like stopped dating for a minute, but then came back together. We met each other when we were 12. He was my first blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we met each other when we were 12 years old. We we like dated, if you even call it that, like 13, 14. And then we broke up and we went like we went to the same high school, but it was like very much like I was with the older guys. You know how it goes. And yeah. we weren't together, but we always were like we, I feel like there was always like a chemistry. And then we went to college and Michael came back from college and he was like a whole different person. He was very aggressive. He was very matter of fact. Clar- uh, clarify aggressive. Like meaning like he was like, the, <laughs> I, I want to be with you. I've wanted to be with you like forever. And he was like, basically, this is your last chance. I've pursued you for the last 
10 years or what 15 years whatever it was and i'm not gonna keep like I've, no i'm jumping in here because uh, this is butchering i'm telling this. the story about <laughs> she's, she's <laughs> No, I mean, I, Melissa, you've known me a little while now. I'm a persistent person when I find something that yes. I want, right? And I, I'm like a horse with blinders. And I know it sounds funny, but at 12 or 13, I madly fell in love with Lauren. Like, I haven't known a lot of things in my life. I'm kind of like one of those guys got to figure this out. I jumped to different hobbies here and there. But if there's one thing I've been sure about, it's Lauren from the, for forever, right? It's just, it's just, it's one of those Stop. weird things. I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's true. And, um, yeah, I mean, we started super hot and heavy for, and it sounds funny, 12, 13-year-old dating, but like we were, at least I well, I was, madly in love at that age. And so we broke up for a long time, but I was always kind of like chasing around. And when I would date other people, it was, I feel bad about it because I never really took- You called one of them Lauren. Oh, I did it multiple times. Sometimes I'm, When oh she was rubbing your back I'd and be, you <laughs> said- you said, itch my back harder, Lauren. Well, That's I, a true story that we've never told on air. Well, you heard it here first. Well, I do feel bad sometimes yeah. about some of the other women that I dated through the years. And, and the reason I feel bad is because I was never, I was like kind of not even half in the relationship, if that makes sense. Because I knew, like, I didn't have that feeling right. that I had for Lauren. And so, you know, I dated a lot of other people, but I was not serious about anybody. And so when I had the opportunity to reconnect with her, I was like, this is, this is it. This is the last time I'm going to chase you like this. I went really... I guess, aggressive, as she would say, hard. Um, <laughs> and we've been together ever since. We've never split up since then. How old were you then? I was 20. I got out of school a little early, so 21. I remember I tricked her into going to Vegas with me for a mutual I friend's birthday. I woke up after a <laughs> night of so much drinking, wearing a pink tiara with a bottle of bubbly rosé pink champagne in my hand, half naked next to Michael Bostick. And I rolled over and I thought, oh, my God. Listen, I guess I, was, I told you I was persistent, right? <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I, yeah. again, this is kind of painting me in a creepy light. But uh, but no, I mean, <laughs> luckily I married the woman. So it all worked out and now we have a second kid. But yeah, I think I was all in and like not messing around, not focusing on anything. No, no other women, nothing. Just like it's been born since. And I think it's probably one of the smarter things I've done in my life. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm going to pull <sighs> this Lauren. clip. In. Yeah, God, oh. you're, you're going to make me cry the spray tan off. I'm so freaking orange right now. I'm going to start crying the spray tan off. <laughs> Don't do that. Maybe then we might Lauren. split up if you do that, actually. Okay, okay. <laughs> I love your guys' love. It's so pure and so sweet. And you guys work together. Like how the actual hell do you do that? I really want to know. I will say, you know, I feel like during quarantine, Noah started like looking over my shoulder a little bit more about my business. And he's definitely my soundboard for a lot of things. By no means do we work together, but I've thought about it. <laughs> but I'm just so curious to know the real ins and outs of that. And Lauren, I know like myself, you need your routine. Like you need your things, but now you have Zaza and you're about to have another baby. And I know Michael like really jumps in in the morning and things, but I think for me, for anyone who's listening, just how do you guys do it? I hate the word balance. I think it's more of like a prioritization of things, but let me have it. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. It's what are your non-negotiables? And I can't set that for you and you can't set that for someone else. And you, I know your non-negotiables because obviously like I watch your content and I have mine too. And I think that my main non-negotiable was the foundation of who I was choosing as a partner. Because if I had someone that said, that woke up and just left for the office and, and just checked out and didn't respect 
my energy, that wouldn't work for me. And I think Michael understands that I am very similar to you. I need to have my rituals, my routines. I need to have solitude. I'm very extroverted, but I need alone time to recharge. I I tell Michael like all the time, I'm like a cell phone. When I get low power mode, like I have to go (laughs) and hibernate. Me too. I'm very, very much someone who prioritizes my time. And so I think when it comes to working together, we actually don't work together as much as people think. The only time we work together Mm. is on the podcast, which is essentially like we're going to dinner without alcohol and wine (laughs) with new people all the time. So it's kind of like I would say it's like you go to dinner five nights a week with your significant other and two other people. So that doesn't feel like much work. When the work does seep through into the personal life, like you do have to set boundaries and parameters. I'll tell him like, I'm done. Like last night, it was 9.30. He was trying to talk to me about work. I was like, I'm about to give birth. I'm just done right now. And he respected that. And he also is a really good dad in the mornings. He wakes up with the baby. Only in the mornings. At night, I'm terrible. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. He understands in the morning I need space. I want to wake up and I want to do my list of non-negotiables. And then like I kind of like take over from there. And then like he ebbs and flows with me. And I will say he is a 50% parent. And I think that's important when you're marrying someone. If you want to marry someone where you do 90%, that's one thing. But I always wanted to marry someone where it was 50-50 because I feel like I'm I'm bringing in half the income. I'm doing half the work there. It's like, why does no one ask him if he has a nanny? They only ask me. We're both working the same amount. So that doesn't really make sense. Anyways, that's like a tangent. But no, I love that. That's like a whole other episode. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I am extremely passionate about is optimizing digestion. I was one of those people who was just like bloated endlessly, no matter what I ate after a meal, it was always bloated. And the moment I tried seed. It was like love at first sight because this daily symbiotic works, you guys. I have personally noticed from taking seed, I have been taking seed since it came out. I experimented with it for months and just noticed such an incredible shift in my bowels and not just like, I've always been someone who's regular, but it's like this efficiency of bowel movements, which is essential, whether we want to talk about it or not. It's so important to have healthy bowel movements, you guys. And if there is one thing I could suggest, it's to start a healthy habit today. And if you visit seed.com slash move with heart, you can use code MWH15. That is MWH15 to redeem 15% off your first month of seeds DSO1 daily symbiotic or PDSO8 pediatric daily symbiotic. That's seed.com slash move with heart and use code MWH15. And I will just end it with one final thing. One more reason I love seed is the sustainability factor. You get one glass jar and every single month with their subscription, you receive a recyclable refill that goes right into that one jar. So it's not only good for your gut, and for all of the things, it's also 
a better choice for the planet. I think what makes, and this is maybe more relationship, but it tails into how we work together advice. I think, and not passing judgment on anyone's relationship, I think when you choose a partner, it's important to make sure that the biggest thing is that your principles and values are aligned, right? Like you can work through other things if at the end of the day, your principles and values are aligned. Lauren and I could not be more opposite as people, right? Like we're both type A, but at the same time, like I'm go, 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 don't really need a routine, like to look at spreadsheets. You could use a routine. Sure. Like to look at numbers, like to manage a team, like not nearly as creative, all of those things. She's much different than me in that regard, but our values and our principles are aligned. And I think when we come together and work, we define our lanes, right? Like I'm not overstepping on the creative side. She's maybe not overstepping on the finance side and not because we don't value each other's opinions there, but because we both recognize like we each have our strengths and weaknesses and we put those together as opposed to constantly being at odds. But I think Again, like if you start from a place where your values and principles aren't aligned and then you try to work together or be together or parent together, then you're setting yourself for a really difficult time. But for us, like we know that we share those same values and principles. So it's kind of easy to combine the different parts of each other that complement each other. You guys are exactly like Noah and I. Lauren and I are so similar and Noah and Michael. It all starts there. Like the foundation of it all, that stuff is really hard to work on if if it's not built off that foundation of like real values. I mean, a lot of the time, Noah and I can be like two ships in the night, but at the end of the day, we come together in a really beautiful way. And like, he knows, like he knows in the morning, this morning, you like gave me the, like, you didn't meditate yet. Look, and actually I did, but I could use another one, <laughs> one of those days. <laughs> Lauren, give me a little bit because I love routines. You love routines. What are your morning non-negotiables? I have thought about this so much that it's embarrassing to admit. And I've studied so many different people's morning routines. And I take my morning routine so seriously. And what I've realized is that you can't overcomplicate it. And I know sometimes people will watch my stories Mm -hmm. and think it's overcomplicated, but let me kind of break it down how it's not. (laughs) So Tim Ferriss said once that he wears the same shirt every single day. And that resonated for me with my morning routine. If you start doing all these different things in all this different order, it's going to be overwhelming. So what I do is I have five things that I hit in the morning to set up the day. And I feel like if I can hit those five things, it's like wearing the same shirt every day. I just do it out of habit. Another thing I do that I think is really beneficial is I habit stack. So like if I'm meditating, maybe I'll put toe stretchers on and like an eye mask and use like you always use the roller ball. I'll do things that I associate with the big thing, if that makes sense. So for me, my five non-negotiables are immediately, and, and Michael's been very helpful with this one, is getting light. So light, 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 like a flood, shades up. I want light everywhere. And if I can go outside and like have some coffee outside, like getting the light on my face is super important. And then I hydrate, super easy. What, however you hydrate, I think this is another habit stacker. Add chlorophyll, add lemon, add minerals, whatever you can add to your water, like sex it up. <laughs> so I'll definitely hydrate. And then because of you in New York City, I started meditating and I had never been into meditating, but you said something on the third episode that you were on and it just resonated with me. And you have to tell her since that episode, I have meditated every single morning. It's true. 
And wow, every morning. And, and I started at five minutes with your meditations. And then I went to 10. And now I'm at 25 minutes a day. And it feels like nothing. Wow, Laura. Feels like nothing. Like, I, I can't believe it. I like couldn't even sit still for a minute. I'm, it makes me so happy to hear that. That episode that we did the last time, maybe you don't realize, was super inspirational for both of us for multiple reasons. But even like after that trip, I kicked alcohol for almost 75 days the first time. And now this entire year, it's been four months since I've had a single sip of alcohol. And it, like after we talked to you and you shared your reasons for maybe not drinking so much or so frequently, it just like, I think a, a few like meditation clicked for Lauren. I think that clicked for me. And so like, again, reminding you that like we get the benefit of also talking to people on our show. It's not just us. Like we learn stuff all the time and it's super helpful when you get the meditation, get the morning stuff done. Obviously cut, if you can cut alcohol, stuff like that. I mean, it's been a tremendous help on our health. Michael's implemented cold plunge and sauna, which has been life-changing for him. I can't do that right now because I'm pregnant, but I can't wait to implement that somewhere into my day. I can't believe the changes I've noticed from the cold plunge and sauna. And then I just think I have to make the bed to have a clean space. Has to be clean, the bed. Like my, I like my space clean when I'm working. Like es- essential oils, if you can add incense, just making the space feel airy is really important. And then I move and I always move. And whether it's doing your workout and listening to a podcast or sometimes just being focused on just doing like a yoga workout with you or going to the gym or walking, those five things, if I can hit it, and maybe it sounds obnoxious, but I'm just being super honest, I'm good. No, I love that. I love your honesty with that because you know that's exactly how I am and how I roll and how I'm like, I keep my mental health in like a stable place, to be completely honest with you. So when you work out, is it micro moments? You give yourself whatever you can get that day or you someone, I know you're really big on scheduling and like carving out the space, but you actually put things into your calendar. The workouts are in my calendar every single day. And I try to hold myself accountable. If it's a workout with you, obviously you can't hold me accountable, but I'll set an alarm. So mm-hmm. I'll wake up and I'll set an alarm for like whatever, nine o'clock, whatever the workout time is. If I can work out with someone else, meet a friend for a walk, go do like strength training, whatever it is, that's really helpful. I think having the space in your calendar is amazing. I've realized the more successful you get, you need less on your calendar. And people really, really mess this up. They do it the other way around. Oh my God, I could not agree more. You have to take it off. What doesn't fulfill you? What is not working? I really think, and I've I've read a lot of stuff on this, that a blank calendar, wherever it can be blank, is a successful life. Mm, wow. That's so good. Oh, my God. Okay, Michael, I had no idea that that conversation is something that sparked you to, I, I like to call it like experimenting life with no alcohol, whatever. You know, for me, it was not like becoming sober. I wanted to be really clear with yeah, that, same but for me. you've had quite a transformation. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, nope. your before and after photo, I was like, okay, I was looking like Lauren. a little bit of a wet noodle. <laughs> um, okay. Not like me rolling I was like, around zoom out. I was like, like, a, like a roly poly when it just keeps getting hotter. No, I, I was looking like a little bit of a wet, uh, <laughs> a wet noodle for a while there. You know, I've always considered... No, you were looking good before and after. Well, I, would, what I, was I like, consider Whoa. myself to be so, like a pretty health conscious person. And when I say I cut drinking, it's not like I wasn't a huge drinker, but I would notice when we would drink, we would like party, we would go. And 
I just started to realize, especially with a kid and another one on the way, I mean, you know, like t- having two young ones, like they're up, they don't care what you did the night before. They're not giving mm-hmm. you the moment to be hungover. Oh, yeah. And I just realized like if I'm going to be able to show up as a dad for my kids, I need to be healthy. I need to be able to keep up. And that was really the catalyst. And after talking to you and a few other people, I mean, you know, Shervin and Khalil and just other, mm-hmm. other people in our life that are health conscious, I just started to realize that it wasn't serving me the way it should be. And taking it a step further, we're all like running around, we're all inflamed, we're all stressed out, we're not sleeping right, we're not eating right, we're not taking care of ourselves, and then we're wondering why our life's not mapping out the way it should be, right? And Okay, everyone listen to that. Like It's true, right? Like rewind and write that down. And I think if you looked at Lauren and I on paper, you're like, oh, that they seem like they have it together, that's figured out. But I thought to myself, if you're not healthy and you're not of present in the mind and your and your mind's not right and your mental health's not taken care of, then like it doesn't matter how much success, both from a business perspective or relationship perspective or family perspective you have, if you're not there from a health perspective, you're not gonna be there to enjoy any of it. And so I just like it was like a real like click moment, like get your shit together, man. So now all of the health stuff takes place before any of the business or even the relationship stuff. Because Michael I feel, has a morning routine. Don't t- tell her your morning routine. No, Don't it, you've, share you've it. changed your morning routine. Well, it's not as formulaic as as Lauren, but I think there's certain things that I just have to do, right? Like I I gotta move in some kind of way. I gotta I gotta get light. I gotta get up. I gotta hydrate, right? I mean. I think if you get rid of all this, the bad stuff, it makes doing a lot of the good stuff you know, much more effective. And so I just look at it like that. And we all know a lot of really high achievers, but I also know a lot of really miserable high achievers that just don't take care of themselves. And I just realized that was going to be me if I didn't get it together. Oh, God, I love that. I freaking love that. And one thing I love about you, Michael, is when you, I think someone recently had asked you, like, a little bit about your routine or like to share, I think it was supplements or something and you went in depth and you shared it. And then you got like kind of attacked for like, this isn't attainable. (laughs) Well, I mean, I just love how you, you hit things head on. Like you are not someone who like doesn't engage, like you really say it, but I, I I respect it because it's like, you like clear the air of like, no, no, like you asked. Yeah. I mean, I think I look at (laughs) you and Lauren and you inspire so many women and men. And I watch sometimes people get upset as you guys share like maybe a a long morning routine or maybe a long list of supplements or something like stuff that you guys are actually doing to take care of yourself. And at the same time, people are online screaming for transparency all the time. And so I think what you're talking about is like, my thing is like, do you want me to tell you what I'm actually doing and be completely honest? Or do you want me to lie and say I drink fucking lemon water? Because there's a lot of people that do that, right? <laughs> and so I don't sugarcoat things online in the in the way that maybe others do, because I just believe that over time, if you're truthful and you're come at things with integrity and you're upfront, like if people are mad at me for that, that's fine. What I don't want people to get mad at me for is if I'm not being truthful, not having integrity, not being upfront, right? Like, I don't think I like the truth. They say the truth sets you free, but it's true, right? Like some people may not like the truth, but like, I'm never going to shy away from it. Also, I'm just, I'm not going to apologize for the things that, that matter to me and for having self-care and no one's stopping anyone from doing anything. You can go outside and get light. You can make the bed. And 100%. also, like, listen, every morning is not perfect. You've said this even in your meditations. You'll be like, the kids are screaming in the background or there's ambulance outside. Like, not every morning is perfect. It's not about perfection. It's just 
These are things that make me happy. It makes me a better mother, a better business person. It makes me more effective. And I'm just not going to apologize. And I understand if my content's not for you, but there's six billion other people to follow. (laughs) Well, everybody's okay with people running around and going to, which is fine, music festivals, bars, restaurants, drinking. And my point in my thing was like, listen, I've kind of cut a lot of that stuff out for at least for this period of time. And I'm spending most of the income that I have on my health and on being well and on supplementation. And so you know, people have choices also where they deploy their dollars. And, you know, I always tell people, you can afford to to do this kind of stuff if you, if you make certain sacrifices. Maybe that means sacrificing one night out with the girls at the bar. Maybe that means not going and buying that handbag. Maybe it means, like, not going to that show. Those are the sacrifices I've made, right? It's been a boring life recently in terms of, like, a social setting, but I'm spending time <laughs> taking care of myself. My That's favorite it. thing is when people tell me that they don't have time while responding to my Instagram story. If you have time to watch my Instagram story, you have time to go read for three minutes. You have time to go fill your water up with chlorophyll and lemon. Don't tell me you don't have time when you're on Instagram. That It's literally hypocrisy. Yes. This is exactly why. I mean, aside from just like being your number one fan and your number one listener, why I wanted you guys to come on here because you're just so unapologetically yourselves. And you're so confident in just like who you are, the way you share your voices and what you stand behind in this space. And and I think one thing, Lauren, you've said this to me before, but what really I'm just so attracted to with you guys is just your ability to really grow and to expand and to take information that you learn and receive from all of the incredible guests and and just people in this space. And you apply it. You guys are just such doers. And I mean, I'm like looking, Lauren, at your book, Get the Fuck Out of the Sun, your ice roller. Taylor set me up like a shrine behind me. Taylor Taylor. got like the whole shrine. You did a beautiful job. And the ice roller, you guys, that I literally cannot live without. That thing works like, wow. The de-puffing yeah, I mean, you guys just like you really practice what you preach and it's it's so inspiring and I just die for your banter. I mean, your banter together like do you guys ever listen to your own episodes? Never. I don't. No. Not any and so in Never. the beginning, like I said, um, when we didn't really have a team in the beginning, I used to edit the episodes, right? So I would so I had to listen to them because I was listening right. to all the editing. Now now I don't and also you know what's so funny is I think if you listen to yourself too much, especially doing this, you can start to become a little neurotic. Like I, I try to pay attention to feedback, feedback and yeah. criticism because you can adjust. Like if someone says, oh, you say like too much, you say, um, you can adjust it. But if you spend do, too much time consuming yourself too, it's like, I do think in the beginning for people that are starting, it's yeah. beneficial to listen because you can kind of hear your habits and you can kind of hear some of your inflections and how you speak. We had a big problem in the beginning interrupting each other because we were trying to find our rhythm. There's two of us interviewing, so that took some time to figure out. So I think it's beneficial for that reason. But I think if you're incessantly listening or even watching your own content or spending time in your comment section incessantly, that at some point starts to work against you. I have to give you a compliment since you just gave us so many. And I think this will help your audience that's listening. My first pregnancy that I had, I gained 60 pounds. The whole pregnancy, I was stressed. I was so negative. 
everything was how am I going to lose this weight? This is expanding. It was so negative. Not the pregnancy itself, just the way I talked to myself. And then you said on our third episode to read, and you had said this on the other two too, but I didn't (laughs) use it. You said, you got to read You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And I read it. This pregnancy has been completely different. I have talked to myself in such a different way because of that book. Melissa's recommendation of Louise Hay, like that was such a good tip. Everyone should read that book. I love that you share that. That book saved me from myself. It literally helped me change the way that I spoke about myself, the thoughts that I would think when I looked in the mirror, it really helped me heal. And I read it a few times. I I feel like there's no harm in going back to things like that, even if you think there's nothing for you to learn. There's always something to take. And I love that, Lauren. You look so beautiful pregnant and you seem like more blissful this time. I'm way more blissful. I'm going to take the compliment. I, I have to ask you because I didn't ask you on the other episode and I have to know, do you still what? have the post-it notes on your mirror about Louise Hay or do you not use them anymore? So I don't right now, but I did for a very long time when I really... And can you tell us like one of the post-its that was on your mirror for a long time? Yeah, it's one that she recommends that you say to yourself every single day and say it a few times, even when you don't believe yourself until you start to feel like, okay, like I can, I can start to believe this. It is that I love and accept myself exactly the way I am. It's easier said than done. Taylor, I'm going to expect that to be on your producer mirror (laughs) right in front of you every single day. I want to see that Taylor. I believe people who are interested in this content are the ones who are looking to make positive changes in their life. And the only way to do it is by actually changing something, you know, and it's hard. It's hard to look at your life. And Michael, like you were saying, it's like, it's up to us. It's so empowering. And then it's also like, oh, wait, so then I can't play victim. It's up to you. And you guys are the epitome of that. I th- well, I think, well, thank you. But I, I honestly think both of us are on a little bit of a crusade to point out that, like you said, everybody is enough as themselves and that everybody has their own beautiful strengths and weaknesses and it's worth acknowledging both, right? And some of the pushback that I get on the show is that I refuse to conform or be anything that I'm not, right? Whether you like it or not. And I think I wish more people that put themselves on public platforms were like that and didn't sway with whichever way that either the political or social wind was blowing, right? Like there's room for people to be themselves and yes, make mistakes and yes, acknowledge where they're coming up short or where they're not as informed as they'd like to be. But I think we're getting into a really dicey place where people kind of just try to conform to whatever way they think is most acceptable at the moment. And what Lauren and I try to do on our show is bring all sorts of different walks of life on. Like we, we bring people on all the time that we may not agree with, that have different backgrounds, that have a different point of view, but at least like we're sitting there saying, how did this person come to this point of view? Or why do they think this way? Or why are they passionate about this topic? And even if we disagree, it's a beautiful thing to sit there with someone and learn more about their perspective. You know, I see so many creators now, especially like 
using social platforms, getting confused about who they actually are and changing their content so that it fits a brand's narrative or a political agenda or a social agenda. And I'm like, that is such a short strategy. There's no way Mm. for you to extrapolate that into the future because you're going to constantly be changing and nobody's really ever going to know who you are. You may not like how Lauren and I present, but you never have to question if this is who we actually are, right? And I think that's why we've been able to stick around for so long and why you've been able to stick around for so long. It's like, you have to be yourself. You have to lead with, I know this cliche, it's authenticity, right? You have to. We need to make another word for authenticity. We need like another word. Yeah. I mean, th- th- there's nothing that makes me more sad for people when I see them going on apology tours for things they're not actually sorry about. <laughs> I don't understand it. Right? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. It's like, you. why are you, you're not sorry. Why are you saying you're sorry? Just say, yeah. you, like, what, right? Like, I'm, like, no, yes. you can say, I don't get it. I don't understand it, but I'm sorry that I'm not sorry. that is definitely you wanted him on here he is on a silver platter but you all know i I want it there's probably 18 creators that pop in your mind that you can think of that are like what are they apologizing for like what are they talking about right right like we didn't need that apology from you buddy we didn't need you're not the person that needs to be it's awkward and it's like we feel that this is like this court of public opinion that has to hold people accountable for things that they're not actually passionate about One question I am probably asked daily is what skincare products do I use? And I am so excited to rave about Fortuna Skin because the second you start using their products, you immediately notice a difference in your skin. Their face and eye serum is probably like my hero product. I'm such a diehard fan. And their biphase oil, these are two of my must have products in my routine. I use the face and eye serum underneath my moisturizer and this helps depuff, it lifts, it brightens, and it evens out your skin tone. I swear you feel it immediately. And on top of just loving the effects of this product, the fact that you can use it on your face and your eye just knocks out one extra step in the morning. And I'm a massive fan of that. Anything that is like a multi-purpose, like please hand it over. And then the biphase moisturizing oil is like my essential moisturizing oil. You guys, this feels like silk, literally the second you put it on your skin. And I use this to gua sha and it's so hydrating. Like your, it literally feels like a drink of water for your skin with like a nice little immediate glow and plump, which we all want. This brand is truly luxurious and all of their ingredients are made on their organic estate in Sicily. This is a brand, like the second I started testing it, I fell madly in love. You can head to fortunaskin.com. That's F-U-R-T-U-N-A skin.com and use code F-S-M-W-H. That is F-S-M-W-H for 10% off. I'm so excited for you guys to try these products. Every single thing that you touch in the Fortuna skin line is just incredible. One of my favorite like quotes is be who you are. It's so simple, right? But it's you can feel when someone's just not and they're trying to 
be something that they're not because it like works for someone else. And well, <laughs> there's none of that going on here. How the hell do you guys like come up with your lists for like guests to interview? Your roster, it's so incredible. And, and I just, I listen to everything because like you said, Michael, even people that you may not think you agree with their perspective, you can just learn so much through listening to how people, you know, how they grew up or how everything came to be for them. The unlock to picking who you're going to interview is not giving a shit how many followers they have or how popular they are. Maybe you find someone who, like I found someone online, I read this book from the 80s that was uh, escort. And I went and found her on Instagram. She has 400 followers and she's like living in LA now and she's like 50 years old and she has kids. And I like messaged her and I was like, I just read this book about how you were this Hollywood escort. Will you come on? You find these people. It's, it's It reminds me of like humans of New York. Like you have to not just pay attention to like who's the hot topic right now or like who's the best reality star. It's like who has the story mm. and and how can you share that story with an audience in a way that's unique and also interviewing them where it's different. I'm sorry when someone's going on a book tour and it's like I tell people that come on the podcast now that are going on a book tour, I'm like, <laughs> our job is like not to sell your book. It's to tell your story and have people fall in love with you so much that they go and buy your book. And yes. that's exactly how I hope we showcased you. It's like, I don't even know if we talked about your workouts, but people just not fell really. in love with you as a person and became obsessed with like your mantras and your morning routines and how you are as a mother, et cetera, et cetera. And then like they went and sought you out. The unlock as an interviewer is one, I'll say this, putting the audience first above a brand, above yourself, above the guest, right? Like if the audience is not receiving valuable, tangible information or entertainment or being inspired, then well, you don't have a show. And then right. the other thing, as somebody who's interviewing someone, you actually have to give a shit about the person you're interviewing. You actually have to care and be interested and be curious about them. I think that people that jump into this space and they just rely on a big name guest or somebody with a platform, but they don't actually care about who that person is and they don't actually want to know, that's going to be a weak interview, right? We try to talk to people. And I think why the, the list is so eclectic at this point and so off the wall is that we will get randomly interested in a crazy subject and try to find who that person is that can share that that information the best. I mean, I, I remember one time we actually, we like flew to the bunny ranch in Reno, Nevada wow. and interviewed a legal escort. Right. And we went there and we were interviewing them and, and we were interested in how somebody chose to go into that line of profession and what goes on there and, you know, remove stigmas around that kind of topic. And, you know, it's stuff like that. It may, you may not even have a platform, but people are just interested in the subject matter and the person. Also like taking away any judgment and infusing being interested, like the judgment, like I don't, I'm not the judge and jury for who people are. I always say this, I would go interview a murderer in jail, not because I agree with murder, but because we're a media outlet and I want to understand, I think it's not about, it's people are like, well, why would you put this person on your platform? It's not about that. It's about seeing different perspectives. Well, I'll give you, this is like, I'll, I'll actually share this information with everybody because I think it's valuable, especially for people thinking about starting a podcast. Now, we have our own show, obviously, and we've done it for a long time. But now putting my Dear Media hat on, I see all of the analytics for close to 100 shows and all of the numbers. And maybe people don't want me to say this, but 
a big name guest doesn't always move the needle. As a matter of fact, no. sometimes it doesn't do anything at all, right? I always tell people, people come back for the host and the conversations that that host is having with whoever they're interviewing. So Lauren and I have been able to be disciplined where, you know, maybe a publicist comes and says, hey, this so-and-so, this big name, very known person is coming on, but you can't talk about their personal life. You can't talk about this thing. You can't talk about that thing. You only have to talk about their new fragrance line or their hairline. And I'm like, I don't care about that. That's not interesting. Either does our audience. They want to know about all the stuff. They want to know about the right. life, the person. And if you're not going to do that, then like maybe go on the Today Show. <laughs> So you know what I mean? I know. It's true, right? Like, guys, yes, it's so true. I mean, I'm so new in this game, in the podcast space, but you're going to be just great. Thank you. I people are coming for you, Melissa. Me. I mean, it's great that you have, <laughs> you know, some bozos like us on the show, but they're coming for you. Well, listen, they're going to be coming for you guys on this one. I promise you that. But for me, like when I had to create, because I wanted this for also, I love like to put you guys in my ear when I'm walking to pick up the kids or if I'm doing my makeup or whatever it is when I have those micro moments for myself, I like to infuse myself with something that's going to give me like as much inspiration to elevate my mood and my vibration and be able – and now being able to do that for people is – it's such an amazing feeling. And for me, like everything you just said is exactly what I think is important. Like my list is not that long of the people right now, right, that I want to interview, but it's all people that I am so excited about and that I am so interested in what they do and the information that they have to share. So that's really helpful. I feel like that was like a selfish ask, but just in general, I feel like people can really benefit from that information. And yeah, I, I'm happy that you said what you said, Michael, because I also think it's important like to be a guest on something, you have to be asked. <laughs> like I'm not inter I'm not inviting myself into people's kitchens or, you know, like that's that's also an important thing. But no, this this space it's it's also new. So I, I thank you for that. And I know Lauren, you're literally about to give birth and we're about to wrap this, but I just wanna ask you guys some rapid fire questions just to wrap this up if you're cool with that yeah let's do it okay and i want you both to answer what gets you out of bed in the morning my morning routine and my daughter because i have i have to add the sentimental side too <laughs> mine's cheesy it's just life I, I know this sounds super cheesy it's life i'm super grateful that i'm even just on this side of the dirt i think just being a human being and being alive so many people take that for granted right like no matter how bad things get, you're so fortunate to be just breathing, being alive. Obviously, kids, family, all that, but like just being alive is a big thing. A million percent. I love that. What motivates you when you're feeling down, Lauren? Reading. I'm a huge reader. I love to read. Going inward, solitude, space, silence, meditation, thinking. Ooh, strong. Michael. It's changed over time, honestly. Like, and I think having a kid is a really good thing for a lot of people because I motivate myself by wanting to be an example for both of them, right? I want them to, I want them to look back and be like, during this time or this rough patch, my dad or my mom did this. And when I think about it from that perspective, like, I want to be able to be proud of the version that I present there. You do such a good job at that. And what I feel like I could answer this one for you, Lauren, but I'll let you. What is your end-all, be-all self-care ritual? I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> Facials. 
facials. <laughs> I facial massage. There is nothing that's more like relax. If I'm not by myself, I think going and getting a facial is so incredible because there's no kids, there's no husband, there's the right music. If you get a facialist with the right energy, and you're working on your skin, you're depuffing. And I just feel incredible when I leave, especially if there's acupuncture in there. I mean, your jaw surgery photos before and after are the like, – I did not know that was you. I was like, oh, that's not – those – like your whole facial massage and we understand, you know, the ice roller in a whole new way, but it's like astounding. I have to have an ice roller and ice and a facial massage every day or it's just not going to happen. I'm going to be puffy. <laughs> What's your self-care okay. ice bath? You want mine? Ice bath. No, I think mine's simple. If I can get 30 to 45 minutes – roughly a day of moving in some kind, lifting weights, doing something there. And then for my body and then for my mind, if I can get about an hour a day of reading and taking a different perspective into my mind and a different information and if it's history going back in time or whatever, like I think if you can do those two things for yourself, move your body and feed your mind interesting things that are going to enhance the, your human experience, like those are the two things. Like if I can do those, I'm good. Love. What's your cult favorite beauty product? My cult favorite beauty product. Oh, that's a good one. Cult favorite. Probably, I'm going to say my hands. I think you, I don't know if that's cult favorite. <laughs> what? I love my that. hands. My hands. <laughs> you don't understand how much I have to manipulate my face. I don't, that's not a cult. Like, no, I love that. Gouache's, Gouache Noy Skincare makes an incredible, Noy. yes, Gouache tool that's amazing. Anything that can manipulate the face, anything that can roll it out and depuff. Ice. Also, the golden secrets. Like, yeah. The what golden. a missed opportunity. Let me tell you about the skinny confidential yeah, bring that ice out. roller. Bring that out. Let me tell you about tightening, toning, Anything lifting. that tightens me. <laughs> I, any, I, I honestly, like, I'm a sucker for anything that tightens. Jesse from the Golden Secrets has gua sha. Noi Skincare has gua sha. And acupuncture. Anything that tightens me. What's yours? You I like just, Dr. I just, Dennis no, I just Lauren, let me teach you about marketing, okay? We're on a podcast. We're here to promote ourselves, all right? We're going to talk about that. <laughs> Just anything that Oh my God, I remember. I remember when I was first on your podcast and when we were not recording anymore and you're like, this is what works when you don't talk about your, like, your products or your stuff. And it's yeah, like- but let me break every you know, one it, of those rules now and talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, What's true. yours? Your beauty. You've had such a transformation. Michael's, don't lie. Dr. Dennis. Um, I don't know how well I'm doing in the beauty space, but honestly, you know what it is? And again, like I'll give a handful of people, but you're one of the people that inspired me. It's like taking care of myself from the inside. I was not eating right. I was not supplementing right. I was not doing the hydrating, all the things. And I, I've noticed that, yes, I, I will use the skincare stuff. Yes, I'll do all this stuff. But it's so much easier now because I'm healthy inside and I'm putting the right things in my body. And that just wasn't the case for so many years. And so that honestly is my biggest thing is like, it's simple, but it's take care of yourself, eat the right things. You really are a sweetie, Michael. That was such yours. You really. I'm a sweetie. You are the, a sweetie. To, I guess he wasn't people. a sweetie last night when he was talking about work in bed at 9.30 p.m., but he's a sweetie today. <laughs> I have my, I have my moments. Okay. And lastly, because my podcast is called Move With Heart, what does it mean to you to move with your heart? To me, it means to be yourself. You said that earlier, to be confident and to not apologize about it, not censoring yourself, not 
feeling like you have to conform to opinion. That, to me, I think is the foundation. I think for me, it's like people apologize for success and apologize for abundances in their life, but there's a way to go about this with the right intentions and with the right perspective and with wanting to help people. And again, like my delivery is blunt a lot of the time, but my intention is always in the right place to try to help people, uplift people, feature other people, you know, the companies we operate are very mission driven. So I don't apologize for any kind of success or abundance because I think the intention's in the right place. And if you can look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and say, okay, I operated today with integrity. I showed up for who I needed to show up for. I was a good dad. I was a good husband. I was good for my family, good for my friends. Then like you should enjoy any abundance that comes from that. And so to me, that's probably what it means. So good, you guys. I am so grateful to have you on. I know that our time is the most precious thing in the world. And the fact that you guys so kindly gave this time to me, um, I thank you so much, really, for having me as a guest on your incredible podcast three times. I love you guys. I admire you. I'm so inspired by you. And I feel like so many people are going to get so much from listening to this. So I really just thank you. And Tell me where everyone can find you. Share everything now. We adore you. Come back for part four on our podcast. Congratulations again. You guys can find us at Lauren Bostick and at The Skinny Confidential. Yep. Thank you for having us. Yeah, and I guess the best place is probably just on the podcast, Skinny Confidential, him and her, or any of, you know, if, if we're not to your fancy. And, and thank you for teaching me how to meditate because I think it might have saved our marriage and our sanity. And <laughs> I, I'm just, it's just made everything better. Yep. Thank you, Melissa. I love you guys. Appreciate you. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa Wood Health. And if you are new to me, you can sign up for the MWH seven day free trial with access to over 300 plus categorized workouts and guided meditations, all available on melissawoodhealth.com. 